and welcome to MadCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Julian Winters, and yes, I'm the Julian Winters who has been producer of MadCast this semester, so you finally get to hear my voice. Isn't this great? But this week I take a turn on the other side of the glass to host this final interview of the spring semester. I'm a senior media and communication major set to graduate in just a couple of weeks. Wow, it is so bittersweet. During my time at Fisher, I've been involved with Cardinal Television, and this year, I served as general manager of CTV. I'm making sure this club is, has a consistency with the shows being updated and making sure it's organized. For the past couple years, I've hosted my own television show called Other Speed, which is a show that informs people what is going on in the sports world each week. The last couple weeks of the semester, I'll continue to do my show in preparation for my future job. But please tune in to our live stream account, our YouTube account, or follow me on Twitter, or connect with me on LinkedIn. This week on MadCast, we welcome Zaya Dillon, the newly elected president of the Student Government Association. We're going to talk to Zaya about her background, her involvement on campus, and her plans for SGA next year. Zaya Dillon, welcome to MadCast. Thank you so much, Julian. Before we talk about your new role as student government president, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your major, your career plans, your involvement here at Fisher? Can you just tell us just a little pitch about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so as he said, I'm Zaya. <laughs> um, I am a double BA degree major in criminology and legal studies with a minor in psych. Um, since the age of five, I've wanted to be involved with the criminal justice field, more so the legal fields as of recent. So I do plan on attending law school um, at the Syracuse College of Law, praying to God that I get in, <laughs> or um, at George Mason in Washington, D.C. Um, I am from Brooklyn, from New York, you know, best okay. city in the world. <laughs> um, but my family is actually from Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean, so I'm very proud to say I have Caribbean roots. I often say I'm Trinidadian. I never say I'm an American citizen. That's how proud I am. <laughs> um, I have not been as involved at Fisher in terms of clubs. Uh, I did host um, Fisher's first domestic violence awareness fashion show back in October. Um, it was very reflective on my personal experience with domestic violence, and I kind of wanted to share the support so people know that they're not the only ones going through it. And I was actually told by the diversity office that some people – were actually pretty moved. I didn't know, so I was happy to know I was able to make that impact. And um, I mostly attended events on campus and met new people. Um, I, again, I wasn't really part of clubs. I would help pitch ideas, but I wouldn't, I was never really, I was very busy. I worked two jobs since I started college, so clubs weren't really on my mind. <laughs> gotcha. And how did you hear about Fisher? Did you research on it? Did you know someone that came here before? My high school did a five college in two days trip. Fisher was the last place that we came to. And I honestly did not like Fisher at first. One, because we came here at night. So you can't really see right. the life of a campus and the students. Um, so I told my mom, she was like, oh, let's, let's try again. And we came up here together. Jose Ramos actually personally emailed me to come back because he heard that I didn't really like the campus. And we met with him and we toured the campus. My mother fell in love. <laughs> I was still unsure, but after talking with a few people, that's how I became a Fisher student. That's great. I'm glad that hopefully you're liking Hair Fisher and you continue yeah. to like it as you go along. Now, you mentioned this a little bit. I wanted to talk about that fashion show. I, was a, I actually was there, and I took pictures, and I oh, really? enjoyed it. I saw the models, Moore Lewis, Michael Jones. So it was a wonderful event. How would you – you mentioned it. You kind of talked on it, but was it successful enough for you? 
Uh, it was successful for the time period I had to plan it, which was only a month. Um, I do wish there were more people there. There were a good amount. Um, so I am happy with the turnout, but I was hoping that with an issue like that, people would be more open to attending the event. But also then again, it was like only a month and it was only being promoted about a week in advance. So that's kind of, if I decide to do another one, that'll kind of be more of a marketing portion that I need to focus on. But I would say the fact that I was even able to touch people and like move people in that way, as long as I make that type of impact, it was fine with me. So. <laughs> I'm glad you weren't happy, you enjoyed yourself, and you felt like some people were able to get, gather something and obtain information from it. Now, well, is this a one-time event, or do you see yourself continuing to do it a little bit more? I'm not sure. People have come to me like, hey, are you doing another show? And I was like, yeah, you're going to help me plan it? Because it's a lot of work and time. But I am considering doing another event in the fall. Um, I was going to do an event in the spring, but it was just too much going on on a personal level. So definitely in the fall might be look out for possibly another fashion event and probably even um, a follow-up event in the spring of 2020. So something is in the works. All right, good. That's good. Recently, you were elected as the new president of SGA, and your term begins next fall in 2019. So first, congratulations on that. Thank you. You're welcome. That's great. You can put this on your resume, your portfolio, and you gain leadership skills that's important when you go into your career field. Now, um, tell us why you ran for this position. I didn't want to at first. <laughs> I actually wanted to run for director of spirit and traditions. Um, I realized, like, the two years I've been here... Um, Fisher doesn't really have the spirit that is promoted through their brochures. Students are very uninterested, even for the application process. Um, for the info session for SGA, I was the only person there. So it's like not much involvement, and I kind of wanted to find ways to improve involvement. And also in light of the events with the Frederick Douglass statue and then the video with the including some of our cheerleaders that went viral, um, I really thought I, it was, I really wanted a platform to address those issues and also address the issue of diversity and race on campus because it's such a topic that we don't talk about. Um, so I thought maybe Director of Spring Traditions is a good position. And then literally one day, like 10 people came to me like, oh, you should run for president. And I felt like it was planned because every <laughs> time somebody saw me, they were like, so are you going to run for president? And I was like, I don't know. So I thought about it over spring break. I talked to anyone that I could talk to about what should I do. And when I actually thought about what I wanted to do, I realized that that's the biggest platform I have as a student advocate to do that. So that's when I decided to become president, and I realized I had to make some sacrifices in other areas of my life in order to give my all to this position. So. Now, what was that process like running for the position? Because I'm not sure how it went. Did you have to give like a speech? Did you have to get a platform? What was that process like? Um, so the first part is actually going to an SGA um, info session where they talk about each position and the role of SGA in total and what they plan. And then they, you receive an election packet where you need to receive signatures from the student body, 25 per grade, well, per class. So it's 100 signatures. So it was awkward just going up to random people like, hey, you don't know me, but you <laughs> should sign this packet so I could be part of your executive board. <laughs> um, so that was that part. Then after that... Um, Campaigning, uh, since I ran um, unopposed, um, so campaigning was pretty easy to just make the flyers. And then I believe 
I forgot the event that was in the atrium, um, but there were just like snacks everywhere. We just put our flyers on the table and it was an easy process, which I'm kind of thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think it means more that you're an African-American leader on campus in light of what is happening with the issue of diversity? You mentioned the cheerleading video. You mentioned the Frederick Douglass thing. Just what do you think this position as an African-American leader hope means to you? I think it means a lot, especially since I'm the on, I'm only the second African American female to hold a presidential position. The first one, I, I believe, was in 1995, as I was told by my first gen advisor. So for 15 years to pass, and I know there was also Anthony Lee, yep, um, yep, 2015, I believe, yep. um, who was also um, the SGA president. But I also feel like. Um, to be the second African-American woman. And I, I should also mention that this is our first all-minority board. So mm. I feel like that is it's kind of a showing Fisher that the minority community is reacting to these events and saying, like, it is not okay. And they're kind of starting to realize, like, hey, we matter on this campus too, just as much as anybody else. So I feel like for incoming students, it would show them, like, you belong here, you can find comfort here and friends and such. So... That's interesting. Yeah. All minority board. That's that's amazing. It just shows that what is what happened with those two incidents over winter break. How they have changed people's perspective, people's view on what Fisher is actually like, and now race is being talked about. It's such a scary conversation mm-hmm. to have, but you need to have it. Exactly. Yeah. They're so scared to have the classrooms. There's like this hush when he starts talking about race, and it's like we're grown. Yeah. <laughs> we don't got time for this little hush. We have to talk about this. So. I agree. <laughs> Now, going into the position, do you have any expectations of what the job will be like? Uh, I know it's a lot of work. <laughs> I've been told it's very demanding. Um, I do expect to be contacted by a lot of people and ask for my opinion. Uh, I know that I'm also expected to, you know, be at a lot of the events for representation purposes. Um, in that sense, in terms of, like, other things, I will have to wait till I actually get into it. Because I'm just having the cruising period right now where it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm president. Woohoo! I get to do all this stuff. And then hit the ground running in September and be like, oh, my God, I'm president. <laughs> so um, I would say for the expectations, we'll just see along the way when I officially start. <laughs> just go with the flow and see yeah. what happens. Now, did you talk to the most recent president of SGA, Aaron Turbin, to get understand what it's like to be the president, or you didn't have that conversation with her yet? Yeah, me and Aaron are actually first-generation scholars in the same class, so we already had, like, a relationship, and um, she broke it down to me, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but she did emphasize that it's great for leadership because part of our scholarship is building leadership skills, um, but she told me everything about the presidency and how, like, she did honestly love it, and she knew that in terms of connections, like, she is pretty much set, so. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you had that talk with her. You get that view of what it was like for her, and now you're about to fill in her shoes. Now, you touched on it a little bit because I mentioned expectations, but what are your goals for your presidency as your term begins? Um, Well, my foundational goal is diversity, equity, and inclusion across the board. That's actually the entire board's goal. Um, We've all talked about all these different ideas. We want to promote the conversations about cultural awareness, racial awareness, ethnic awareness. Um, But my personal goal is I want to know my student body. And I'm planning on having a couple events where we, like, you know, get to know your executive board or get to know your president. I feel like that will make a change in the way that people get involved and change the views that people have of SGA because they're not all positive. So I am hoping to establish a close relationship so people know me and also um, 
part of my presidency is I don't want it to be like I'm president, but I'm not. I don't want that pedestal because I still have to deal with <laughs> long assignments and being up late doing work. So just like kind of not like normalizing it, but still, you know, it's still there. But I still want to be viewed as somebody that's like, I'm, a, I'm just a Fisher student. Yeah, you don't want yeah. that title to get too big for you. I understand mm-hmm. that. I've been there before. <laughs> now, have some of your friends or classmates giving you their opinions about issues you should focus on or not yet? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Even when I said I was just running, they were like, oh, my God, you should bring this class. I said, okay, that's the VP of Student Services. But okay, I'll relay the message. <laughs> but since most of my friends are minorities, they they are they have been telling me, um, you know, you should address more racial issues and diversity issues. They're giving me ideas for different events, um, doing mixers and, you know, making sure all the classes, you know, interact better. So I have been listening to them. And one of my friends is actually the director of Spirit and Tradition, India Rudisell. So she has many, many, many ideas as well. <laughs> now, how will you make sure your voice and others on your administration are being heard from students, from faculty, from everyone here at Fisher? Um, so it kind of goes back to what I want for the presidency, um, making sure we just like have like this family-like relationships. Everybody knows us. We know them. They could just come in and talk to us. One thing I'm definitely going to stress from my board is and also with the body, student body is that come to the office, talk to us, ask us questions, email email us. I won't put my phone number out there because my phone might blow up too much. But, <laughs> um, you know, come and talk to us. And I'm going to stress that in my president's address that we want to hear from you. We want to know what you like, what you don't like, what do you need, what do you think the campus needs. Um, so that's definitely one part. And also we're students as well. So we always ensure to also put our input and make sure that it's in line with everyone else in terms of faculty, knowing that um, we want to hear from them as well from a faculty perspective and find a common ground. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, what is one thing you're looking most forward to as the new president? I know it's a demanding job, but I know there's something that you're like, I, I wanna, I'm president for a reason, so this is what I'm looking forward to. I would say building a relationship with President Rooney. Um, I think that when certain things happen on campus, there's like a lot of like, well, what is the president doing? And I was one of those people at one point. But I think um, being able to have that relationship with the president and learning about his job and, you know, even though he's president, he still has other things to adhere to uh, as running a college. So I am excited to learn more about him as a person, but also his job as president of the college and even getting advice from him about being president of a body and everything, so, yeah. Now, how can the student body hold you accountable for as a president? In terms of, like... Just, like, say you have your goals, you have your expectations. How can they hold you accountable to make sure that you get those things accomplished? Um, I would say, like I said, come to the office, talk, or if they feel like, you know, you're saying this, but it's not happening, like, tell me. I want to know. I could take harsh critique. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, so definitely tell me for sure. Um, but also so that I know I am achieving my goals. Like, you know, at events, like, I also w- would like to know if you're happy with it or anything like that. But I'm very open to anybody that wants to talk to me. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. Zydell, thank you so much for coming. I truly appreciate it. It was good hearing your views and good hearing your experience here at Fisher, what you did with the fashion show, what you're going to be as president. I can see potential in you. I see the talent. Thank you. Keep up the great work. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Thank you for being here on MadCast. MadCast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. Listen on SoundCloud or subscribe on Apple Podcasts 
and like us on social media so others can find and enjoy these conversations. Our audio producer today was the multi-talented Cecil Fallon, who also serves as the executive producer. Our original theme music was composed and performed by Dr. Joseph Lopecaro. Jordan Proietti designed our logo, and I'll be doing the editing of today's episode. This is our last week of the semester and our final regular episode. However, join us the week of May 6th for our annual celebration of the class of 2019. We'll be releasing a mini podcast each day featuring conversations with our senior award winners. I'm Julian Winters. Thank you for joining us on MadCast.